This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Ready to dive into God's Word with us? Join our next online Bible study. Throughout the year, we'll dive into Lifeway Women's Studies that cover a variety of topics and hear from several different amazing Bible teachers. For each study, you can access the teaching videos for a limited time, comment and interact with others walking through the study, and track your progress. See what we're studying next at lifewaywomen.com forward slash OBS. And welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am Elizabeth Heineman, and I am here in our new studio. This is so fun. Um, and I'm with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, yeah. Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. This does feel just, it's fun. It's, it's like exciting. we're real podcasters yeah. now. And actually put on lipstick today. I did not and maybe should have, but no, it's fine. okay. It's um, okay. You're much younger than I am. So sometimes I feel like, you know, a little extra makeup. great lighting in here, yes, which is nice. Yes, beautiful. And but, we've got our logo in the back. I love it. If you're just listening to yeah. us, hey, if you're on audio, sorry, but go to, yeah. go to the video if you can. Well, yeah. we're not sure where this video oh, may end up, but true. we'll have at least a little clip of it on social media, on Lifeway go. Women Instagram. Instagram. So okay. you can see it there. But um, yes, we're, big we're very time, excited. Big very time excited. Stuff. And big and time guest. Yes, we're so excited because today we have Chris Adams <laughs> on the podcast. Hello, Thank Chris. You. Thank you. I am so excited. I have never been on the Mark podcast. I, I cannot believe you've and not been on the podcast. When I was here and it started, Mary Margaret was doing it yes. for young women. Now, why they didn't invite me to be a part of that, <laughs> I don't know. But I forgot that that was that the was not long original. before I retired. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you have listened to the. You've been a very faithful listener to the Mark podcast, so you know what's going on. You text us every so often with something that we've said on the podcast, which yeah. is always so fun. And I have to rag my brains to be like, where, what, what is, she, what recipe is she talking about? And then I'm like, oh yes, the recipe from the episode. So yes. that's really fun to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and like the ministry that you led while you were here at Lifeway okay. and then what you're still doing. All right. Well, thank you again for letting me be a part of the the Mark podcast. Yeah. Um, I did retire from the position Kelly King had as women's ministry specialist back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot believe it's been six years. It doesn't either. feel like it. Um, but I spent a little over 22 years here at Lifeway uh, doing the women's ministry leadership side of what we do with Lifeway Women, uh, watching its birth, watching its uh accelerated growth, and then um, just seeing what God continues to do today. So uh, I loved the job that I got to do. And mostly I worked with leaders, training and helping them find the resources they needed and and equip them to lead women, mostly in the church. And then before I retired, we really had branched out to just women in leadership and were trying to equip those kind of leaders as well. Um, Prior to that, I worked on a church staff 
at my church back in Tyler, Texas, uh, where I did uh, missions education and uh, whatever we were doing for women at the time, which was prior to what right. we now call women's ministry, mm-hmm. but but trying to do that. And so um, in retirement, um, I, up until COVID, was still getting to go out and teach and train and do all that kind of stuff, some, not like I did when I was here, right. which was a good thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, COVID shut that down. So maybe at some point that will pick back up. Would love it to do. That was the, my favorite thing I did at Lifeway was just being with the, the women, teaching uh, and, and just leading them forward in that. Um, but in retirement, I'm also uh, at home with family more. Um, I've been married to my husband, Pat, for 52 years. Uh, we have twin daughters. And uh, even though we only have two daughters, we have a boatload of grandkids and great-grandkids. So lots of lots of family stuff there. Um, I still... Uh, I, I wrote some or, and compiled some books for leaders uh, while I was here at Lifeway. So I still do some blogging and just as a connection with women, but also as a processing of what God is teaching me. That is, I've learned, which I never wanted to be a writer, never wanted to be a speaker, never wanted to do any of the things that God called me to do. And when I was forced to write once I came to Lifeway, I just, I said, I can't do that. But now it's really become a way I process what He is, is teaching me and stay connected uh, to other women. And um, I'm just kind of doing life yeah, and <laughs> a little you, different. Do you still lead a D group? or One thing that I got to okay. do in retirement that uh-huh. I couldn't, I was already serving at my church in other ways, but I just could not start one more thing until I retired. And that was D groups mm-hmm. with my uh, with young women, which I'd always wanted to, to have a, a hands-on with young women, have loved everyone. I'm in the fifth one right now. They all last between a year and two years. Okay. We, I've, I've extended that so we can do a little more in depth um, with uh, the, the things that we do in the reading of Scripture. Mm-hmm. So that is absolutely one of my favorite things that I get to, to yeah. do now with my church that I could not start oh, wow. until then. Yes. So we, I think we talked about D groups a little bit with Candy Gallaty when she was on because that's something that she is really focused mm-hmm. on, and it's just such a great way of like this focused, intentional discipleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. geared on reading scripture, and it's right. so small. Mm-hmm. You know, it's three to five people max yeah. in those groups. Uh, so it's it's a real investment of time and and just growing together uh, and accountability. When people talk about mentoring, I feel like that That's, it, mm-hmm. that D group can be a place of mentorship Absolutely. as well. But then also it's, I think that's an encouragement to people who who go, you know what, I'm in a really small church. I can't do women's ministry. And you think, no, you can invest in the few women that you have. Just start either a small group Bible study, and you've seen that over and over again, haven't you? Yeah. For sure. And women's ministry is not an organization. No. It is is what you're doing with women in in the church to help them grow spiritually. I mean— I try, I've been saying that since I came to Lifeway. <laughs> I know. Even though I feel like, and let's take a little history trip, because okay. when you think about where it started and kind of where things are today, what are the things that you say, yeah, that's definitely changed, or maybe some things that you get, it's still, that's still the same principle. That particular thing is still the mm-hmm. same principle, because everybody thought we have to have like a formal organization and, and all these, because, you know, back then, and I would say this, the movement started probably 40 to 50 years ago, really, of just yeah. doing it different and not following not, or seeing that a program didn't necessarily right. fix the things that you were thinking it was going to fix or help the women. 
we didn't have anything outside of the box back then. Um, and so women thought now to have women's ministry, you had to really create a whole new organization. And, and, and I'm like, women's ministry is the title for whatever you do for and with women in the church mm-hmm. and through the church. Mm-hmm. So that has not changed. But boy, there's been a whole lot of other things that have changed. <laughs> so when I was in my early 20s, you know, I started feeling this because I had begun to finally grow spiritually. Nobody had ever discipled me until I was in, and I became a believer as a preteen, until I was in my early 20s and trying to figure out life at that point. And and somebody just started telling me the difference it'll make if I just get in the Word and spend time with the Lord every day. Well, nobody ever challenged me to do that before. So I, when I did that, and I started seeing God really show up and show me how faithful He is and help me work through through really hard situations. I thought, I don't want other women stuck back at salvation like I was for so many years. So that was just kind of my heartbeat back in my early 20s, mid-20s, when we went uh, to a new town in Texas and and I began to... to, uh, serve on that church staff. We were members there, and then they asked me to do a couple of things, which was in the area of missions organizations. Mm -hmm, And then we weren't reaching. It was a big church, so we weren't reaching a lot of women. And I thought, okay, what are we going to do to reach the teenage girls and the women? You know, we got to figure something out here. Well, apparently mine was not the only church dealing with this, and Southern Baptist denomination was not the only denomination dealing with this. But there was something starting at a grassroots level level within the churches of women saying, there's got to be some other way that we can do ministry with women that helps them grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. We've done good helping them know about missions and getting them to serve, but we've done nothing to t- really take care of the soul of those women and help them know the Lord in a deeper way and grow through that. So we just were, it was trial and error, a lot of it. Um, mostly it was in the large church, and it started west and moved kind of toward the east. Mm-hmm. So we just did a lot of praying. We visited a couple of churches that were doing some things, and and we started experiencing this grassroots movement that then Lifeway, which was then the the Baptist Sunday School Board, was getting phone calls from women in the church, Mm -hmm. leaders in the church, pastors, saying, what are you going to do to help us with this? Mm -hmm. So they they did a couple of things at first, and the first couple of things were— uh, hiring someone part-time who did not live in Nashville to just sort of be a consultant in yeah. that area and do yeah. a couple of events for women. Right. The other thing was a little magazine that you may be familiar with called Journey <laughs> yes. uh, that Selma Wilson came up with. She said, I think women would would really yeah. use this. Yeah. And so they kind of field tested it with the women. And within the first month of publication, it had met the annual sales goals. Wow. Within the first month? Within the first month. Wow. And so what happened is those the powers that be went, oh, <laughs> you know, this may be something we need to start seeing what's mm-hmm. happening here. Right. And I think it was 93 that t- wow. Journey began, maybe? That sounds about right because we, we just, you know, in the revision and just the redesign of all of that, I want to say it was about 30 years old. So that's, you know, we're... 30th anniversary. Yeah, yeah it really and is. And still going. And how often mm-hmm. does that happen? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, when you look at open windows, yeah. it's over 85 yeah. years yeah. old. Mm-hmm. That's a, that, Those things just are, are rare. Yes, it is for rare. For that to happen. 
Um, But anyway, that what that said to the powers that be is that we might need to pay attention. And so that's Mm -hmm. when they began looking for a women's ministry. Well, they the title back then was women's enrichment ministry to set it apart from what our mission organizations were doing so that we weren't competing, but we were just coming alongside and and building a broader vision for for women Mm -hmm. uh, within the church. So that's what was happening back then. We had no Bible studies. None, mm-hmm. but yeah, what was bubbling up? Oops. No, we had. Do we know when the first? When was Beth's? Oh, I can, I'll tell you. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'll tell you. It was. It was. It was. Uh, I think it was October of '95. Okay, and the reason I know that so clearly is because being in the church and not having any resources except mm-hmm. experiencing God in Master Life, those two things, and they two, were mm-hmm. amazing. When experiencing God came out, it was just, and that's another one that's still in existence. Still amazing. Which, mm-hmm. Um, but those were the only things out there, nothing by women for women that we had produced. And mm-hmm. so we were struggling. The only thing that we had pretty much was precepts with K. Arthur mm-hmm. and uh, Bible study fellowship mm-hmm. in our community. Right. And what happened with that is women went back and saying, we need to be doing this in our church. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we woke up to the fact that there's this thing called inductive Bible study, and we can study <laughs> and learn for ourselves yes. what Scripture says. We don't just have to hear right. what our pastor says or our Sunday school teacher. But we were challenged to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. That started the flow. Mm -hmm. And when I got to Lifeway in the end of 94, um, they asked me if I knew this, that that they were already starting to to publish their first women's Bible study. I was so excited. So when I got to Lifeway, they asked me, since they were publishing the first women's Bible study, they asked me if I knew this lady from Texas, since I had just moved from Texas, who was not super well-known back then, named Beth Moore. And I said, actually, I do. She's coming to my church next August, even though I won't be there anymore. I had scheduled her to come. And I was so excited. And I said, what is it? And they said, it's a woman's heart got swelling place. And I went, what is that? And they said, it's the Old Testament tabernacle. And I just went deadpan silent. I went, why? Why would women study the Old Testament tabernacle? I mean, I just was in shock. They said, well, here's the manuscript. Take it home, read through, work through, you know, see what you think. Well, I have to tell you back then, I knew nothing about the connection between the Old and the New Testament. Mm -hmm. I did not see the gospel in the Old Testament. I didn't see it relevant to our world today. I just thought, that is never going to fly. But when I read through the manuscript and I started seeing Jesus in the tabernacle, I went, oh my gosh, I have never seen this. Nobody has ever made this connection for me, which I now have a love for the Old Testament, New Testament connection in a whole deeper way. But after that, it was like hanging on to the wave Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. what happened with that first, first Bible study was just a catalyst of women coming saying, thank you. We needed something to help us go deeper. I still have my original copy of that. It is the ugliest Bible study <laughs> you have ever seen. Like we've the, come a long way. We in have design. come a long way in design. It was had like this really ugly purple. I did yeah. not know what it was. I, Listen, I know. if you could have seen the first one they were going to put on it, uh-huh. it looked like the very first Experiencing God cover. It looked uh-huh. like the the like that Moses thing in the uh-huh. black black cover. Kind That's of, what it was, and they right. changed it to this. And they had me come look at it on his computer screen, and the artist was sitting right there, and I didn't know what to say because I didn't know what it was. Right. Yeah. And so I thought, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but I don't know what that is because it was a muted uh, 
flower mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was better than the first cover, mm-hmm. but you noticed it's been through a couple it's of changes. It's been through a couple of changes even yeah. since mm-hmm. then. Sometimes yes. a redesign, yeah. a recover can help mm-hmm. us out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. styles have changed over the years. Yeah. Oh, are, I, it yeah. wasn't even styled by okay. Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't know that I've seen it, the original it was, cover. Oh, I'll bring it sometime. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a... But it, it didn't really matter, did it? Because it, the content. It made no yeah. difference. Which it made no I think difference. people need to remember, like content mm-hmm. is king, right? Like so when people started Absolutely. doing that study, it really was, Yeah, it, it revolutionized women's Bible studies. It did. It did. Because now I could for myself study scripture mm-hmm. in a, with this dynamic teacher and it had videos with it. The very first right. one had the videos with it. And I mean, she's captivating, as we know. She is a teacher, you know, very unique. And uh, so it, it just started that that growth. And from then on, like I said, it was just holding on. But I think women today, what they're saying is we want something different. We want something deeper. Mm-hmm. And what I want to say to those women is, okay, I agree with you, but let me take you back and show you where we started. And the thing is, if we had not had what we, my generation built on in the area of women's leadership and missions and all of that, we would not have gotten to do what we did in my generation. And because of what this generation did to help make available these resources. Mm -hmm. Now in this young generation, we have Lifeway Women Academy. We have seminary degree plans for women's ministry leaders. Those things would never have existed had we not started here. Now we're here, and this next generation is going to do something even different. But every layer of that is was essential to put us where we are today yeah. with women hungry. And when you look at the culture today, why are they hungry? Because they're dying out there. Mm-hmm. Our culture is just very much harder now than when I was that age. If they're not grounded in theology and doctrine, they're not going to make it. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to share the gospel with this generation that has no clue what in the heck they're talking about if they don't understand. Yeah, And even our younger authors look at the studies that were done that many years mm-hmm. ago and they say if it wasn't for those studies or those authors I would not have even thought that I yeah. could do this and so really it does build on generation upon generation yeah. for sure it does like standing on the shoulders really of those are. who've come before yeah. and I, just when you said um you know why would women want to study the old mm-hmm. testament that it brought to mind like academy and where we are now where women are begging to study the old testament and just what a beautiful yeah. picture that is of how god has just grown whole generations of women yeah. closer to him and want to n- just giving us that desire to yeah. know more and learn more. Um, and so now we all get to be like Bible nerds and geek out on tabernacle <laughs> well, my stuff. My generation and- didn't want to study doctrine. That was like dull, dry, and boring as far as we were concerned. Well, probably the way it was presented was uh, dull, yeah. boring, <laughs> Very and dry. Very yes. uh-huh. yeah. yeah. uh-huh. But now, you know, yeah. you know, even me at my age, the whole old the chronological stories yes. through the Bible that connects everything to one story yeah. um, is just and doctrine and theology. You know, yes. I'm taking the courses, but just because I want mm-hmm. to be grounded even more yeah. so in those areas. And they're great reminders, even if you've already yeah. studied oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so we want to talk to you about Bible studies because we know that you do 
most, if not all, of the Lifeway Women Bible studies. And Seriously, you post listeners, about it. Chris does. Yes, she all does. The studies. And she has almost all. An incredible <laughs> yeah. memory. Um, so, what our audience may not know is the Lifeway uh-huh. Women's Bible that we put together and we put in pieces of a lot of our Bible studies. I oh. immediately contacted Chris when they told me that I was <laughs> going to be right. helping with this project. I was like, I don't know what we've published, but I know someone who does. And so I contacted Chris. She did this entire Excel spreadsheet for me of all the passages of Scripture that each of our Bible studies mentions. And so it would not exist if it were not for Chris. You are very sweet. Memory and how many of our Bible studies Mm -hmm. she's done. So we wanted to ask you, um, which ones of our Bible studies have made a significant impact on your life? Like you mentioned yeah. a woman's heart, but what are some other ones that you've done through the years? That I would have definitely maybe- say a woman's heart. Yes. Uh, was, it, I can't, here's what I can't say. I can't say I know my favorite because every time I right. do a Bible study, I learn something. Yes. Um, but I would have to say because of what a woman's heart did for me, mm-hmm. uh, definitely would be one of those. And the only reason I did all those, and I have to say this because I don't want people to think, oh, well, you no. Know, I did the Bible studies because I was working with leaders who were saying, here's where my women are. What will help them Mm -hmm. go deeper in their walk with the Lord? If I didn't understand the Bible studies, I couldn't help them. Mm -hmm. So that was one reason. But it became a discipline. Mm -hmm. So I love that it became something I just did. So in retirement, now that I have a little more discretionary time, (laughs) um, I can do the chronological reading with my D group and experiencing right. God, or and another Bible study mm-hmm. um, that's come out. Um, yes. So that, yeah. I just want to say that because I don't want you know that's yeah. not. It's just that it was it was a necessity almost when I was first doing that. So another one that I would have to say are the F two sixties right now oh, yeah. because of yeah. we use those the foundations uh, which is chronological Bible reading for those mm-hmm. who don't know what that is is what we use in our D groups and so mm-hmm. we've done the F the the foundations two sixty through the whole right. Bible in a year the NT two sixty through the uh, Bible in a year or New Testament in a year. And now this year I'm doing Candy's new uh, Bible in a year by women for women, even though Candy and Robbie wrote all of those, which, I mean, they happen to be my pastor and his wife. So it makes it that that may be one reason I'm I'm favoring that a little bit. I just love chronological reading. Mm -hmm. I I learn something every time I go through it. So I would have to say that is huge. Um, I would also say experiencing God. I'd have to go back because that changed the way I looked at ministry. Um, it changed uh, the way I saw how God works. Yes. Um, and what's interesting right now is I'm actually going through the new study, comparing it to that old, oh, that yeah. first one I did in the early 90s. Yes. Um, because my life group, one of my life groups is going through the seven realities of experiencing God. Okay. Kind of that's a high view right, of that. It's right. not as in-depth as experiencing God. But they're going through that because it's a Sunday morning class where we're mm-hmm. keeping it a little lighter. I hope they'll go through Experiencing God. So I thought, I'm going to challenge myself because I've got this new copy of Experiencing God to just go back through that. And and I'm blogging on what I'm learning to help my class oh, yeah. get the extra that's in the, you know, some of the extra mm-hmm. principles out of the book. So that would be another favorite of mine. Yes. And then I love all of them. Priscilla, the couple that I refer to a lot is Discerning the Voice of God yes. and Armor of God. Those yes. two I really go back to mm-hmm. 
in my own thoughts and in 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 directing mm-hmm. people to those as well. I think Armor of God is still one of our best sellers. I think Does so. It may be. Yeah. Right? It's, it's so good. It it's really so good. Is. Pair that with uh, what was the book that came out about the same time that she wrote? Um, Fervent. Fervent. Yeah. Yes. Put yes. those two things together, and uh, they're just so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some of the new studies that are yes. coming out, Elizabeth. So let's do a little yeah. rundown. So okay. some of these, some of these are already out. Some are coming out really soon, um, and so we kind of think that they would be great for. We wanted to kind of give a preview for women's ministry leaders who may be yeah. like, "What are we going to yeah. study in the fall?" So it's the same question that you yes. would get. Yes, we still yeah. get that question exactly. that people say. Okay, exactly. and and this is a good time for people as they're starting to plan, you know, and thinking about the fall. So yeah, let's do it. So we have Abide, which mm-hmm. is on First, Second, and Third John by mm-hmm. Jen Wilkin. Um, Navigating Gospel Truth, which is mm-hmm. Rebecca McLaughlin, yes. and you got to have a great conversation. Oh with my her goodness, she's amazing. Podcast. In fact, I've been, I've actually. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I've been doing the Bible study, but yeah. I've been watching the videos and kind of work, working through a little bit just to be familiar with mm-hmm. the study. And it is so good. Yes. I was at that it's taping. So good. Yes. And this is a little behind the scenes uh-huh. for you. Um, so because you, we were talking before we started recording about uh, what it's like to to teach to a camera and that it's yeah. kind of like weird and unusual back sometimes. in the day when we didn't do that <laughs> yes. until we did our first yes. ones especially so rebecca's used to filming in front of a live audience and so what they did um was her videos are direct to camera but they like kind of had a, a a periscope sort of situation to where my face was in a mirror to where she could look me in the eyes and it was actually looking at oh, the camera wow. directly. So I sat and listened to her with my face oh in my, my chin the whole time. That. Yes. That so is it was really cool. But I was also like very aware of my listening face. And yes. I was there was one point where I had to cough and I thought, oh no, what's gonna happen? Because <laughs> I can't cough. Yeah. But it was it was a fun time and just something that um I got to listen very attentively oh, to mm-hmm. all of those sessions mm-hmm. and they're very good. I can't I'm excited about, about doing that. I love her podcasts. Yes. And and the first time I've ever heard I ever heard her was it at the forum last year. Oh, yeah. And, and she's an I'm, incredible teacher. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And 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 I just want to back up and say something about Abide. Yeah. That's Jen Wilkin. And I want to say if if ladies have never done Jen Wilkin, do one. Because yes. she really teaches you how to study the Bible. She will teach you an inductive yes. way of learning scripture. And she's just yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's a great great study. Yes, and then when you pray, which we've talked about we've the, talked on the a podcast bit about a that lot, one, but still <laughs> but, such a great. Um, yes, let me see if I can remember all the. So it's the J's: Jen Wilkin, mm-hmm. Jennifer Rothschild, and Jackie Hill Perry, and Jada Edwards, mm-hmm. and then Christy the McClellan and Kelly Minter mm-hmm. um, are our teachers of that, and so yeah. we're really excited about that one. You've had some great podcasts yes. with them. They've been really yeah, about we that. Really, we yeah. really love that. So we often get requests. I know you probably got this request when you were in Kelly's position, but I need some resources on prayer. We get that request oh, yeah. all the time. Yes. And so we're so glad to have that, this to to refer to for women. Definitely. And then we have As For Me, which is a study on some Psalms in the Bible yes, with which, Adrian Camp. Adrian Camp. People may not know her. Jeremy Camp's wife. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will know Jeremy from mm-hmm. the music scene, but she's also a musician. And uh, we did have an just, episode oh, with her for yes. before the Advent study came out. That's right, um, because she helped with the Advent yes, study for yeah. sure. So that one's a little more Christmas focused. I yeah. love her South African accent. Yes. <laughs> so, but we haven't. 
We've had, uh, we did Stepping Up with Beth several years ago in Psalms, yep. but and then we've had Psalm 23 mm-hmm. with Jennifer mm-hmm. Rothschild, but this is going to be a little different, kind of going through different kinds of Psalms, yeah. right? Yeah. Elizabeth, I mean, there's When like, you can never go wrong with the Psalms. No. I no. mean, you know, you just can't. I know. Sure. Um, and then we have Grateful, which is by Lifeway Women. So a bunch of us got to contribute to that, all about gratitude, what we can be thankful for, and having a heart of gratitude. Which we've never done a study that around Thanksgiving. We've had the Advent studies, but this could actually be done Ooh, as something that you, would, idea. that you would work towards Thanksgiving. But yeah. it can be done, it can be done anytime. anytime. Yes. But, yes. but wouldn't that yeah. be a great season mm-hmm. yeah, for to sure. offer it? Absolutely. And then finally, releasing September 1st. So this would be one you just, you get and you yes. do it, um, is Without Wavering by Alexandra Hoover. And so... We're excited uh, yeah. to hear from Alexandra. I've read her eyes up. Yes. And with a MyD group last year, and they we all loved it. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Yeah. To she's going to be a keynote speaker at Forum this yeah. year in November. So super mm-hmm. excited to have Alexandra. Yeah. And she that's great. Is, she's a dynamic teacher. So yes. that's going to be a good one. We're excited to have her join the lineup of Lifeway right. Women. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So are, are there any of those for both of you that you're, I mean, you kind of, we kind of talked a little, yeah, little bit about did. it, but are there any that are just jumping out at you that you're just like, oh, I can't wait to do that one. Or you think will um, really be helpful for women. You mentioned grateful doing it leading up to I Thanksgiving. Think that would be I think good. that would be great. Yeah. I think I, that one, I think yeah. that one jumped out at me because the Lord's been really working on me about being grateful in all situations, no yeah. mumbling and complaining, but, but be grateful. And so when I saw the title of that, I thought, yeah. Yeah. And we love the the way that these Lifeway Women Bible studies come together because it's all these different authors. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's kind of fun because we'll hear from people sometimes where they're like, I really identified with this author. I loved this yeah. week. Like, not that the others weren't great, but this right. one was one where yeah. I was like, yes, that I was, love this yeah. person and I want to read more from her. Or um, they'll, you know, just having all those different perspectives and life experiences and voices mm-hmm. is just yeah. so fun for people, I think, because they kind of see how it um, gratitude can be in any situation yeah. and all those kinds of things. And I, I wrote for that one. Did you write for I that I did one? not. But okay. I was going to say one of the ones that we didn't have on our list, but it's coming out and it's art. Well, it's, it will be out when mm-hmm. this airs is devoted. Right. And mm-hmm. that is on women in the Bible. And so yeah. it is by life of women, by different people. And so I know we've talked a little bit yeah, about devoted Laura on to talk about that. Yeah. One. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what a great study yeah. that oh, yeah. I think that's going to meet a need for a lot oh, of yeah. women. Who say, I really want to just study women in the Bible, and we yeah. can gladly yeah. say that. was and one of the first Bible yeah. studies we did. Maybe it was the second or third after Beth's mm-hmm. A Woman's mm-hmm. Heart that we did uh, one on women in the Bible, mm-hmm. and it, it, it was well-received. Yeah. And well there's received. no video, so it's an easy one you can right. pick up and do with a yeah. small group in a coffee shop yeah. or even to do on your own, I think, is a and good one, too. We also talked about, like, because I know as you're planning a women's ministry calendar, I'm talking to two women's ministry experts right here, um, sometimes you have little gaps. You'll do, mm-hmm. like, this study, yeah. and then you have, like, two weeks before Thanksgiving or something, mm-hmm. and you're like, what do we do? And so we talked about great uh, devoted would be a great one to mm-hmm. have to kind of fill in those gaps do because one you, of the, you could just do yeah. one week or one woman, like, one woman's session or something yeah. like that and kind of um, That's a great have idea. some little fillers so that you're not completely without any kind of Bible mm-hmm. study, but also you don't have to 
it's not as chronol. I mean, they're in chronological order, but yeah. it's not as much like this one leads to this one, this one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you don't have to do them in order even. Yeah, and really. people ask us all the time. I mean, Chris, I'm sure you've gotten this question too about retreats. Like, can you do a retreat oh, yeah. in a box? Things like that. And when you pray is also mm-hmm. another study that women yeah. could really, they could use that in a weekend setting and do some of the uh, videos, yes. and then maybe mm-hmm. you lead up to it. Maybe they do the study beforehand. I don't know. There's probably some yeah. different ways you could yeah. make that happen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mentioned okay. I have two women's ministry experts here. So this episode is releasing over the summer, but we know women are already thinking about the fall. Um, whether they're in women's ministry or not, they're already yeah. planning the fall. Yeah. So what are your top Three tips for women's ministry leaders as they prepare for kind of what can be a sort of busy season. Yeah. Yes. Jump in. Yeah, you you go first. I would say, and this is broader probably than just for the fall, but make sure that whatever you're planning, whatever things you think are going to work with your women, keep Jesus, the gospel, and the word of God Mm -hmm. central Mm -hmm. to whatever it is. Even if it's not a Bible study. Just know that that's the foundation of of everything that you do. Um, I think, secondly, um, remember it's not about you. It's really not. As you're planning, you just need to have that walk with the Lord that's taking you deeper, helping you to know your women, and ask Him to give you the direction. With your team, pray and let Him do that, and then stand on that. And trust. And it's really God's job. <laughs> if He has led you in that, He will do what He wants to do through it. No matter how you feel about what the job is and what you've done, He will get, because then He gets the glory for it. If we're doing it because we're putting it all together and then asking Him to come bless it, then it's really going to be about us. So we want to make His name great, not our own. And I guess the third thing is just know the women. Uh, If that's the ones you're trying to lead them into Bible studies or whatever group of women you're trying to get into a Bible study, know the women. Know where they are spiritually because the point is how do we help them get from here to the next step in their journey? How do we grow with them as we're, we're coming to a deeper place with the Lord and look at it? From that perspective of what does it take? But you have to know the women. You know, it's not just a y'all come, even though that may start out that way, get to know them and figure out how you can help them go deeper. That's good. Okay, Chris was so spiritual. I, I feel like my <laughs> well, you be, you do the practical, yeah. Because okay. I, I went, I went the, that yeah, direction. Yeah. No, I think that's that's the way you should. Uh, I did think about if it's the you know it's summer. You do need to plan. Yes, yeah. you do need to be thinking about that. Don't wait until the last minute to just decide. Oh, I think I'm going to do this. Even though sometimes that can happen. Uh, Try to make a plan. Second of all, take the plan to your leadership within your church. So if you're doing something in your church, I do think you may or may not know what's on the church calendar. For most women's ministry leaders, they're going to be volunteers who they are doing this out of just the overflow of all the other things in their life. So really, I think it's good to just say, hey, we're thinking about this Bible study because your education minister or your discipleship pastor or your pastor may have some some calendar things and you need to follow along in this. Yeah. So I would say have a plan, make sure the plan is approved and you go through the proper channels. And, and really, like Chris said, know the women and really think of like what is 
what is this who is this for and what is your end what's the end goal here yeah. what is your why and it is to help them grow in their walk with the lord it's yeah. it's not to just cross off another bible study but yeah. we want to see transformation happen yeah. and so uh, really understand what the what you're trying to accomplish in the end I love that. And I would also say you mentioned letting your leadership know if it's especially if it's something in your church for calendaring purposes. But I would also say and we've encouraged women to do this over and over. If you're meeting and you're like, I'm just going to get some group, some friends together outside of my church to meet for a Bible study. Let your pastor know because they would love Mm -hmm. to pray for you. It's always good to have someone like on call if you have a question Mm -hmm. that you can be like, yeah, we all, none of us know the answer to this question. Can you help me, like, find yeah. some commentaries? Do you have anything that I could borrow? Or do you know the answer to this question? Or yep. could you help me figure it out? Um, so I always say, like, alert your pastors, your discipleship mm-hmm. pastors, whoever it right. may be, that you or your women's ministry leader, if you have one, yeah. that you're doing that even if you're not uh, doing it with your church. It's just always good to have that backup. And they may, they may have connections to resources right, too. Exactly. So they yeah. might be able to say, oh, we could help pay for those Bible studies. Right. Or we have some of those in or our we church. Have yes. yeah. already on yes. Tuesday nights. Would you like to yes. do that with yeah. us or something like that? So yeah. I think those are great tips and um, very helpful for women. Okay, Chris. So you have listened to the Mark podcast. Yes. So you know what's coming. <laughs> um, what has marked you in your walk with Christ? Well, at my age, I could tell you 10 billion things, yes. but I'm going to go back probably to, as I was thinking about this, I I'm, I want to go back to the point when I really started growing as a disciple because that changed the trajectory of everything. At the time, I was a, a, a wife of two years, had grown up to get married and have children. That was my path, right. my purpose, mm-hmm. this side of heaven. I knew I was going to heaven when I died. But this side of heaven, I had thought I had to figure out now, how do I live here, you know, the best I can, you know, and all of that. And something was happening at our church that weekend, and I won't go into all the details, but it was really a a spiritual weekend for our church, a special thing. And one of the um, activities we were asked to do is, in a small group we were in, is to, you know, think about what is the, the biggest, heaviest burden on your heart right now. Um, and just stay quiet in this. They darkened the room and said, just just think it about think about it and then write it down on this piece of paper. And when you feel led, take that into the alt into the worship center and and tear it up and leave it on the altar. Well, I had never done anything like that in my life. Well, I was trying to get pregnant. So instead of uh, pregnancy, we were experiencing infertility. And all I could think is, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? Right. You know, if if this is not the plan, I have no backup plan. I don't know what to do. And so I knew that would be the thing I would, I had to to come to a place where I could lay that on the altar. And something happened on that altar. I, I, I will probably cry when I say this because I never can get through it without it. But I knelt at the altar. I, I prayed and I said, Lord, if you choose for us not to have children, then I have to believe you have another plan that's even better. And I have to know that it's your purpose, not mine, that I'm looking at. And he he turned me from trying to figure out my purpose on on this earth mm-hmm. to what is his purpose for us and trust that it's going to be better than anything I could come up with. And I tore that up, and I left it on the altar, and I was not the same person. 
And I know I knew the Lord prior to that. But I didn't know there were these next steps because this was the same weekend a lady just said, you know, if you'll just open your Bible every day and spend a little time with the Lord, it'll change your life. I'm like, okay, I like a challenge. <laughs> yeah. And that began, I, now I didn't do it every day after that, so I'm not, don't, don't think I was this like perfect holy roller, you know, <laughs> quiet time person. It was not like that. It, but it was uh, the start of the journey of desiring that time with the Lord, and learning to trust Him in the hard things. Mm-hmm. I mentioned we have daughters, so obviously you know that that we did have a family. We had, uh, had the joy of adopting twins. Um, so, you know, but but God had a lot of other things, too, as a part of His purpose that had He shown me back then, I would have said, I'm running the other way because there is no way I would be a public speaker. There's no way I want to write. I don't want to do those things. I want to be a wife and a mom. But He allowed me to get to do what he had called me to do, um, which is still my calling today, is to, to be a wife and a mom and lead women. Well, I'm so glad that you left yeah. that on the altar because we are better because of what you've done. And yeah. we really do stand it's on what your God shoulders. Did. We have to just it say, is. first of it all, is. God did something no human could have done mm-hmm. with what has happened since day one at Lifeway with Lifeway Women. Yeah. Wouldn't call that back then, yeah. but... There's no other explanation. You can't dream that up. You can't plan and, and, and make that happen. It was truly the timing of God in the lives of women across this country and around the world that, y'all, we got to be alive to watch. Yeah. yeah. What an incredible thing. And we're still, we're still getting to see what God's doing among women. And, and that's, that's the best part when you can go, you know what? I really can't take credit for this. Yeah. Like yeah. only no, God no, could have no, done this. Right. Only God could have done this. I went to Lifeway with nothing but experience. Yeah. I didn't have all the other things you need to do to go to a denominational office. And I told the guy that called me that, and I said, uh, "I'm not the woman for that job. I'm happy right where I am in Little East Texas town, raising my family and serving on my church staff that I never planned to do." And the guy just said, "Will you and your husband pray about it?" Well, you know, can you say no to that? And I still laughed and said, this is the craziest thing, Pat. And only God, only God. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing your story today. We really have just loved hearing from you. Um, When we talk about the goat, we talk about Chris Adams, right? (laughs) Because she really is the greatest of all time. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I love I love Lifeway as much now as I ever have, and I miss being with some of the comrades I had and you guys. So um, I I pray for you guys, and I know he's going to continue doing what he wants to do. We're grateful for that. And listeners, we're grateful for you, and we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Mark Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that you'll join us next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.